0: Welcome to the third, I guess. Yeah, it's the third preview for this La Liga season. We got the two W's. Uh, it's a third match day. Things are looking up. We're apparently scoring for fun, even though we have no real striker. And uh, things are just looking good, man. Uh, how about you, Farouk?
1: Are you doing good? Yeah, man. You know, uh, it's been an interesting couple of days. Boy, yeah, I man. We're, we're, we're alive one way or another. And yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to the game week as well. You know, that's that's what caps so far. Weekend this time around, it's on a Friday. So yeah, man. As you said, you know, it's been uh, two games, two Ws. You know, let's 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 you know let's keep the momentum going and get the third win before. And you know, that's the all important thing. Is our next game is going to be at the Bernabeu. So you know, let's play the first three away games and you know, go into the new Bernabeu with all the you know with all the morale and confidence.
0: Um, so the CELTA game is uh, it's going to be at the Bernabao? I thought it was an away game.
1: No, no, like the CELTA game is away, then our next game is at the Bernabeu.
0: Uh The one against Real Sociedad, I believe, yeah. Ah,
1: it, it, uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's Sociedad. Was it Sociedad?
0: Yeah, it's Sociedad. Uh, because oh. I remember reading the fact that we're going to have some players coming back from injury. Uh, namely, Mendy and Sepayos. They're going to start training soon and they're going to be back for the game against so that. Celta
1: ah uh, that's great then that's great actually i was thinking maybe it was atalfy and you know with here bodalas and is okay let's just call it style of play <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um so uh before we like actually go into like uh, previewing celta like i got to say this is this has one of been uh, one of my favorite fixtures uh, for the last at least five to six years because it's always a free-flowing game. And yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just going to be pulling a few stats up uh, just to back up my claims. Uh, so 18 matches played since 20, eight, 2014. Uh, we had 16 wins, two draws, a total of 60 goals scored, uh, which brings it up to 3.3 goals scored per match. And we've actually conceded 18 against them as well. well
1: actually you know i totally get what you're saying about you know celta is always a free flowing game and i honestly understand that like you know celta are just one of one of those teams that you know uh i always like like to rank together with you know like uh, a team like Sociedad, in the sense that at least for since i started watching real like i can't remember you know how difficult it has been like it's always been a tricky game but we always find a way to go through like you know so see that also similarly like they play very progressive football you know and also uh uh since they came up you know i think 10 years ago 11 years ago i'm not sure you know it's always been a very interesting free-flowing game that you know we score one they score one then we score two and then we score the third and then you know we go we run away with it or something like that but what i would like to draw your attention to and the attention of the viewers is i let's not forget like you know they have rafa benitez as the coach right now and like i mean when it comes to, you know, like, uh, a strategist, you know, like, uh, very few are better than, you know, Rafa, whatever you might think of him, you know, like, kudos credit where it's still like, at least when it comes to, you know, organizing teams and and what is and what is not. but if there's anything, you know, their, their, their season so far, they've considered in both matches, three, three goals in two games, so maybe that might show that, okay, like, they still a bit of vulnerability in the, you know, in the middle of the park and in the defense defences also, maybe there might be something to exploit, but, you know, I'm not expecting such, you know, free-flowing game that you're trying to allude to Jacob this time around. Man.
0: <clears throat> so you're saying this is finally going to be the season where we're not we probably like potentially could see a one-nil or a zero-zero.
1: I mean, I would say this is the season because I, I think you know it's a game that we all you know we always have at least three, four goals in it. Like maybe we score two, they score one, we score three, they score one, they score two, we score four. Things like this, you know. <laughs> So I think this might be the season where you have like, you know, two goals and under, like maybe it's a two nil, I mean, a one nil, two nil, two one kind. I mean, it's going to be a very, I feel like it's going to be a low scoring affair this time around, but I don't know. Let's, 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 we, we know we just need to get there. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, you know, with predicting the games and all that. So we will talk about this in detail later on.
0: Yeah, man, that's true. Um, and just looking at Celta's previous few games. Uh, so in La Liga, they haven't actually won yet. Uh, they lost one and they drew one. Uh, the tour was actually against Sociedad, which was a yeah. kind of free-flowing game. Uh, I would say they really haven't found their foot yet in terms of the middle of the park and actually handling their defense yet. Uh, so we've got that going for us. Uh, but I was also lo- like one of the fixtures in preseason caught my eye so they had a match against al Nasser.
1: yeah
0: uh, well, do you know the score line for that?
1: it was five nil, right no
0: <laughs> yeah I, I was so surprised like, i was like so christian celta vigo are basically Cristiano's uh stomping ground right used to be at least. Yes. yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and i couldn't believe my eyes i was like is is the score line fi- uh, switched or something It did Cristiano score five but it was actually very surprising that Celta scored five and did not concede any, true.
1: so yeah, true, true, true. But true. 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 Well, that's the thing, man, you know, like you know, where you see honestly, like whether you like it or not, like you know, this top five, top six, top seven leagues that we have in Europe, like the quality is so so different to other leagues. I mean, honestly, like you can take a random, you know, I don't know, okay, let's not name call people, but you can just take a random average player in any of these leagues and throw him into you know, the RSL or the MLS and like, you know, he's going to be like Maradona region, honestly. Like, I, I don't know if you see some of the highlights from the, you know, from the RSL or like the MLS. I mean, at least with because of the whole Messi frenzy, like I came across a lot of the uh, footage from the League Cup at least. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, you watch some things and you feel ashamed. Like, you know, someone is committing the atrocity, but you're the one feeling ashamed. Like, that is not what they call defending. That can never be defended, man. Like, I mean... <laughs> So, because of that, honestly, like, I, uh, it's not too surprising because I say like the quality in between uh, the golf and quality between these two leagues, it's, it's it's outrageous, honestly. So, you know, let's not take for granted what we have. Like, yeah, we might see like you know, Celta might be Cristiano's, you know, uh, stomping ground or whooping boys or whatever it is. But you know, that 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 because it's no longer just Cristiano alone, and let's not forget Cristiano also is a 38-year-old guy. You know? So it's not just. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, the narrative doesn't just remain against Cristiano against this anymore. It's like Cristiano and 10 other players. And although we have players like Talishka and all that there, but like the quality is just, you know, uh, I would say overall might just be lesser. And, you know, I mean, not, not even just the quality, like the intensity of play, you know, that's also something that's quite important as well. So that might be why I, I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, like, you know, five on 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 unresponded goals, it's, you know, it's very unlike Celta. Exactly, man. And so, like, it's safe to assume
0: uh, we kind of alluded to this uh, in last time's preview where we said, like, with all of these crazy transfers, uh, is the Saudi league looking like a top five uh, league anytime soon? And the answer is no. If Celta can beat them final, <laughs> they're not there yet. Uh,
1: I mean, honestly, I feel like, you know, intensity is really important. So I feel like right now the intensity isn't just there. So, you know, but I feel like with time, uh, and you know what? The one thing there is, uh, if Saudi can keep pumping money, eventually they can buy a spot in the UCL. This is what you know. I read across the last week. You know that Saudi is looking to buy a wildcard for their champions and the you know as a guest to the UCL. So I feel like that might also you know, leave, lev, you know increase the level of uh, of the competition. Maybe not in the UCL, but like maybe you know uh, uh, even in the Conference League, the Europa League, whatever it is, you know. So honestly, like I do feel like uh, that will up the level and the investment, as we have been told, you know, it's not just you know in in in, in the superstars as well, you know it's also in the infrastructures and what is and what is not. So and let's not forget, honestly, like one thing I always you know try to pinpoint to people is that a lot of people like to make you know uh, parallels with China. But well, I kind of say to people that Saudi Arabia has been a footballing nation for a very long time. Since I was a kid, we always remember, you know, this al Jazeera sports, you know that was owned by Qatar, which later became BN sport, and you know, like with Arabic commentators and all that, like you know, i don't know if you ever like listened to those commentators when they commented on zidane and رونالدينيو you know at the 2006 world cup like he was something of fun man like he was we don't understand what they're saying you know but it was, it was you know like i don't know like it was just like poetry motion honestly like uh I, if i find any of those footages i will just share it to jacob and you can listen to this so like so is actually is a footballing nation you know as even like, attest to given that he lived there for a while as well. It's a footballing nation. So these are people that are actually very interested in football. So it's not like, you know, like your shoe, you're like trying to force or feed people a, a sport that you don't care about. So I kind of feel like, you know, with time, maybe not top five leagues, but I mean, they will become, you know, a very strong uh, alternative league to European leagues that we have right now. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, it's definitely no joke like the MLS. Uh,
0: they take their football seriously over there. And with the amount of money that they're willing to put in, Like, it's not just the clubs, it's like even the fans have so much um, potential for spending money. So did you see the footage where the fan was, uh, one of the fans that actually gifted a Rolex watch to Fabinho after a game? Oh, really?
1: I actually didn't see that, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Fabinho apparently had a really good game. So he was just walking out of the dugout and then uh, one of the fans cornered him. Uh, One of the, like, someone from the Sheik family, like, for sure. Uh, he was like, uh, you had a really good game. I wanted to have this. And he basically tied a Rolex on Fabian's
1: hand. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do feel like, you know, Saudi Arabia, like, I don't know what the plan is eventually, if it's, you know, just for the goal of the World Cup that they plan to host, or if it's, you know, a goal that they eventually wanted to diversify their economy and what is and what is not. But I mean, what, what we've seen with, with golf and their approach for Formula One has also, I kind of think like maybe they are really, really, you know, interested in that, but as I say, like you know, the only thing that might, you know, like might might be for them, which I don't think really matters for them, is my, like, you know, because the cultural difference to the European society and you know, for them, it's 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 really huge, you know. So maybe because of this, like it might be a deterrent for certain, you know, uh, demographics or something like that. But I do believe, you know, uh, with time and continuous development, like the Saudi league, might you know sup- supersede what people are thinking honestly.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, all right. Uh, before we like get into uh, Celta's transfer window and their starting lineups, let's like go ahead and read some of the comments. So, Hassan is here in the chat. He's saying, uh, "I was I asked him beforehand uh, before the podcast started, like who's excited for match day three and Bellingham bar." Uh, and Hassan is saying, "I'm thinking more about Kepa and Gold, and nothing really, uh, nothing other than that enters his mind."
1: Well, I mean, if we go there, we're gonna go into the whole thing, you know. But I think maybe we can just, you know, remind them, Jacob, about the whole uh, voting thing on Instagram and the competition going on. So, like, I think uh, the links are down below, and you just have to tag us, like, let's be real, nineteen oh two, and you know, we really appreciate or uh, whatever, you know, like you can, you can, you can do for us, you know, because it's 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 really nice, you know, to get uh, recognized for the effort we've been putting in as... You guys know like we're just a bunch of fans, you know, we just do the stuff, like no one is earning anything. And like, you know, we just, uh, we're just here to continue, like, you know, because for the love of the stuff, you know, as we, even you guys could remember with Mo, I think last weekend, he was saying like, it's a passion for him. Like, it's not something that we look for, you know, making money and like, everyone here is like, I mean, Jacob is a software developer, Mo is a doctor. This is, uh, you know, so people have their own professions and they actually do their shit. So it's not easy to do this, but you know, a bit of recognition goes a long way. So just you know, tell your friend, your friend's friend, you know, your cousin, your cousin's cousin, your step cousin, you know, even the person you're not talking to anymore. Just tell them, you know, make them make them vote. And I mean, once a while, just take your mate's phone and go on your Instagram and just you know, and just tag us, man. Let's be real, 1902. Like we really appreciate you know anything you know you guys do is is really appreciated and it's gonna go a long way to you know helping us you know get the recognition. So yeah, again, as I said, like the uh, the links are just in the description to the Instagram. So just go to the uh, to the page and just tag us in the comment of the post. Like let's be real, nineteen oh two. Yeah. Um. So the yeah Jacob. So,
0: so the awards uh, that we're on. trying to win is uh, best uh, international podcast and the best international content creators.
1: Yeah, like we have the best international podcast category, and then we have the content creator on its own. So like. Uh, I think we have both of the links, if I'm not mistaken. I saw them earlier. So you can yeah. just uh, click on each of the link and just you know go there and tag us in the, uh, in the what's it called, in the comment section. Let's be on 1902. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I've already
0: seen so many comments from you guys so far, uh, all of you guys from the YouTube, uh, from Instagram. Uh, thank you all for your support so far. But people who are listening right now on Spotify and whatnot, just take a moment of your time. Uh, before we we might even pause the podcast you know hey we'll give you time to actually go and work on this instagram (laughs) post. uh we might pause the podcast but you know we have to keep things moving but still, do it guys uh it's gonna help us get recognition help us uh, bring better uh, guests on the show so all that stuff
1: uh yeah yeah actually jacob i think that's a nice idea maybe we can deviate and you know we can give the guys you know the chance to go just click on their Instagram and do their shit, you know. Uh, maybe we can talk about, you know, uh, the Spanish, you know, uh, uh, conquest, you know, in, in in Australia at the weekend, you know, like they, they conquered the Lionesses of England, you know, and it was a goal from the captain, Olga Camona, which is, you know, Olga Camona is uh, one of our players of the Real Madrid Femenino, if uh, you guys don't know. Uh, so I don't know. Were you were you able to watch the game, or like did you were you able to follow Spain as a whole during the tournament? Like, what was your overall view of the of the of the tournament as a whole? I don't know. What do you think
0: of the tournament? I feel like this was a very surprising turnaround for the final. Maybe not England, uh, but definitely Spain. I did not uh, expect them to make it all the way. Uh, there yeah. was other there were other favorites in the form of uh, France and Sweden. France was my yep. uh, preferred uh, winners, but then. Yeah, and these guys pulled it through uh, and finally like in the final uh, they made the lionesses look um, more like house cats. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and it was a very dominant display. Uh, we had our game plan set, the coach did a job well I believe, at least tactically. So yeah, uh, really excited and happy for the women's team and uh, for our feminino players. Um, there was some drama around uh, the match, though, and after the win, uh, did you catch that, okay, like, we... One thing was, uh, okay, it's not exactly drama, but then, like, the sad news that uh, Olga Karmona's father actually passed away. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, uh, actually just
1: want to point on that. I don't know if you guys uh, actually know, which is actually quite touching, is that after Olga's court, she lifted her shirt, right? it was a dedication to a friend's mother who also recently passed away. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, like, her dad passed away before the game. She doesn't know, and she dedicates the goal to a friend's mother who passed away. Like, I kind of find it, you know, kind of, I don't know, like, bittersweet or, like, you know, kind of, I mean, it was, you uh, like, when I read that, like, I really felt, you know, wow, like, you know, this is the kind of, I mean, I, I know, like, you know, uh, her father will most likely have been proud, you know, of the performance she put in, you know, throughout the tournament and let's not forget she also scored the winning goal in the semi-final as well and you know she turned in a fantastic goal in the final as well you know so that's, it's 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 a really, really you know uh emotional moment for her and you know uh well you know she won the world cup and i'm very sure like you know our father will be very very proud of the achievement she's had yeah
0: jacob we can go on yeah man you basically said it all uh not just a so father like the whole nation of spain is proud for her and Even us, uh, fans of Femenino, I'm super proud of uh, cults. Uh, A bit annoyed though, uh, a bit bittersweet, as you said, uh, in the final, like, and the things uh, after the final. So with uh, the president of the RFEF, uh, Luis Rubiales, actually uh, having that incident with Jenny Hermoso, where he kissed her on the mouth uh, during the celebrations. Uh, So yeah and then he refused to apologize really and uh, try to get uh, her to defend him in a joint statement as well uh, after that and it's just that these men men uh, these old men who run the league uh, they are set in their ways uh, even though it should all be all about women and their win they somehow manage to make it all about themselves and I'm just hoping like uh, as some days move on these guys will actually die out and. You know, the, once a the new generation comes in, then we can actually see a difference in how the women's skin is managed as well.
1: Yeah, Jacob, you said it all. It's really sad, you know. Like we we live in the era of you know like white men who white old men, you know, who just are ingrained in their in their old you know uh, old ways of you know believing that you know. I don't know, like, in their patriarchal in their patriarchal ways. And, you know, for example, let's not forget, I don't want to draw parallels because, like, you know, they're both two garbage situations. But let's not forget what, you know, uh, the president of La Liga said last year after Vinicius was insulted. Like, he almost insinuated, like, Vinicius called this upon himself, you know, something like this. And uh, and also, we can see what's going on here. And, like, you know, it's it's really sad because, as you said, you watch the game and, like, Jenny Hamurso, like, oh, yeah, she missed the penalty, but she had almost a flawless game. She dominated what was undominatable. I mean, I don't know if people actually follow the Lionesses and actually see them. Like one thing, actually, because I love Serena Whiteman. One thing I love about Serena Whiteman is that she has this aura of like, you know, I don't know how to put it, but like her teams don't play the most flashy footballs, but they play the most effect, effective football. Like, you know, those, those teams, that's just they win. It doesn't matter what happens, but they will win. Like, because I first came across, you know, Serena Weigman, like, the coach, uh, she was born in Holland. I first came across her, like, while she was coaching the Dutch. And she lost in the final, I think, 5-0 to the USC, while she was a coach of the, of the Dutch, I think, in during the last World Cup. And then, you know, she came to England, she won the Euros for England, and then she came to the World Cup. And honestly, when you see the way she sets up her team, you know, they play effective football. I can give you one point, for example. She has, like, Rachel Daly. Rachel Daly actually was the highest goal scorer in the National League in England. Mm -hmm. and she's playing as a right back Yeah, you know like that's like she's like such a tactical genius like you know she can just pull rabbit out of the hat and honestly like I am a huge fan I really hope that one day you know she gets a chance to you know coach the national I mean any of the men's team so we can you know get to see stuff but yeah you're right I mean back to Hermoso like she gave a fantastic performance I felt in the final Uh, and you know it's been overshadowed by some you know acts that people have done, but it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but I really hope that, you know, like eventually people start getting called, uh, people start being held accountable, you know, because let's not forget about the whole Spain, 15 people, you know, wrote a resignation and then seven came back, three went to the tournament, something like this, you know. So there is something that is on the line in there. And if anything that, if, you know, the events that played out after the final shows anything, it is the fact that, yeah, something is happening. But you know, I personally would like to refrain from the, from making, you know, any, uh definitive comments because i i honestly don't have enough information on this because you know if someone is saying this someone is saying that you don't know what is what or what isn't and i haven't done my research so you know i'll just try to remain on the fence but one thing we know for sure is that like where there is smoke there is fire something is surely happening somewhere you know
0: yeah yeah man and uh, i was just smiling to myself when you said uh you love to see the football and uh the tactical genius of the women's team. And then it's not easy to impress Farouk, guys. Like Carlo Ancelotti <laughs> is failed to do it. Zidane has not been able to do it. So it's high praise. And you know, one day, let's hope like one of these uh, guys can actually manage a men's team. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, nah, I, I love that. Of all of everything I said, this is the summer of what you brought up. <laughs> <bought, you bought, laughs> <and that.
0: laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I just don't want to think about like that. That depressing fact that um, these old white men uh, try to take away things from the women and get the attention. But yeah, there is nothing less, nothing more.
1: Yeah, true, true. true. Valid points. Uh,
0: all right, then. Uh, okay, I
1: guess. I uh, guess we've given enough time to everyone in the chat to go and vote. Then, so we can get back to you know the discussion heck, of our, heck our yeah. next fixture.
0: Uh, so, oh, wait, uh, before we like get into it, uh, I had a funny story. So, while get, trying to get one of my friends to vote, uh, he said, he okay, fine, just do it for me. I took out his Instagram account. Uh, so, he was actually using one of these uh, hacked version of the accounts. Uh, and then he had, like, a uh, hacked version of the app. So, he had an Android. Uh, he had three accounts on there. One is for actually, like, chatting with his friends. One of the accounts was, like, for following football. The other account was like following Instagram thoughts or like Instagram <laughs> <audience>. For <laughs> simping, you're saying? <laughs> yeah, for simping. I, I made sure that he tagged uh, us in with all of the three uh, accounts. So, you know, that's the hustle so, you, you have to no pull, way. guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, if you guys see an Instagram simp, you know, uh, tagging also, you guys should know, okay, like, yeah, this is Jacob's friend. But then, I mean, this is Jacob's friend, but then what does this tell us about Jacob as well? You know, they tell this as the saying go, You know, show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. So I'm trying to assume that Jacob also has like four or five accounts, and you know, for multiple multiple purposes. So, I mean, no, man, no,
0: and not Instagram accounts. I have multiple uh, YouTube accounts, so you know, some some YouTube history is like uh, not for the public, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I will reserve my comments.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, just reading through the chats. Yeah, uh, nothing that we need to bring up right now. Uh, so let's get back into the mode of uh, discussing Celta Vigo. Uh, so um, I remember last season when I used to watch Celta Vigo just to uh, catch a glimpse of uh, Gabriel Vega. Uh, While I watched all of those games, I did not actually rate him when we were linked with him. Uh, It was a May transfer, Uh, It wasn't really moving the needle for me. He probably could fill the squad somewhere, Uh, but then if he could actually move to Liverpool or somewhere like Napoli, I feel like that's the right level of team for him. Uh, But anyways, he hasn't played any of the fixtures in La Liga so far, so he's definitely going to head out. It's just a question of where and when. So. Faruk, do you actually rate him highly? Uh, do you see him succeeding
1: wherever he goes? I think you actually nailed it on the head. I think like you know, most to Real Madrid might come too soon for him because you know I feel like he's gonna he was gonna crumble on that spotlight. I uh, I can agree with you that he needs to take that one next step before he takes that eventual big jump. You know, so I feel like there is something there, and also he has an eye for a goal as well. If I'm not mistaken, like. Uh, from the I haven't seen a lot of him. I wouldn't lie here and say like you know, I scouted him and stuff like that. No, but like at least from the little that we've heard, like, you know, he also has eye for a goal and you know he's a very neat midfielder as well. So I totally agree with you in the sense that he needs to, you know, uh take one step before that eventual big jump to the to you know to the big guns. And I think, you know, going to Naples, I think is gonna be a really good option for him because he's gonna go you know into a team that's already set, okay, they have a new coach, but this is a team that's just, you know, on the back of William Scudeto. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna slot in there, you know, perfectly. So I I kind of believe that, you know, going there might might be the really good option for him. Uh but as you said, you know, like there's also the prospect of going to Liverpool as well. So I don't know how well uh he's gonna be able to adapt in England, you know, because let's not forget Liverpool also just made two big money purchases in, you know, in Alexis McAllister and, you know, don't make sure to lie as well. So you know, like, how will he be able to, you know, compete with these guys? Will he be able to get enough game time to continue his development? Because like, for talents like Vega, like, it's really important, you know, that 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 development is continued and it's not stunted, you know. So like, it's rather being a, you know, a starter at Napoli or going to 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 to, to Liverpool and being, you know, a rotational player. I would rather, you know, go to Napoli and get the game time, playing the Champions League, compete for the league, and you know, grow grow stuff and eventually, you know, uh. If you are done good enough, you know the, the the big guns will come for you eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I take issue with that, like kind of, because uh, I don't think his uh, ceiling is that high. So if you take a look at any of <coughs> Vegas uh, compilations, you can see beautiful touches. He acts actually breaking lines, um, playing some of those killer passes. He has a really good shot on him. Uh, but all of these things they happen in like sporadic spurts. And it's not a consistent thing. And at that point in last season, when we were close to the start of the January transfer window, I guess, that's when the rumors were really flying out. People were touting yeah. him as the next moderates because he had that ability to break a play and then carry the ball up the field. But it's just not a daily occurrence, guys. Like, I don't expect that he will be able to reach that level yet, uh, at least from the football that I've seen from him so far.
1: Well, yeah. Jacob, sorry for interrupting. What I would just like to point out to you is that let's not forget that last season, I think Celta became safe on the last day or the second to the last day of the season, you know. So like by there also stand that this was a really poor season, you understand. Mm-hmm. So like maybe that might be one of the reasons why, you know, you can't see that much of, a, of you know, of of the consistency that you you were, you were talking about. So as I say, like, I just kind of feel like he makes that next step, you know. I, know, I don't know if, you know, a team like Sociedad can take a punt on him or, or like, you know, uh, even Betis with, you know, Mano Pellegrini as well. I think, about, as I said, like, I think if he goes to Naples, he's going to enjoy a lot because Naples just have only one way of playing football, you know, and that's just attack, 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 and they don't know anything else. So I think he's going to, you know, enjoy uh, playing in such, in, in such a team. So that's why I said, like, you know, maybe we need to just wait a bit more before, you know, we give the verdict, you know. And I mean, that's also, true. like, uh, I don't know if, you know... Uh, Ajax have been linked with him, but I know, like Ajax, also you know lost Alvarez, and you know they might also be losing Mohamed Kudus as well. So, I mean, there's also you know uh, a position there to to filled, you know, in uh, at the midfield as well. So, you know, well, uh, we don't know. I mean, even Borussia might be an interesting option, but I think it might be too expensive for Borussia as well. But, but I mean, well, I don't. This progressive teams might be you know a better litmus test, a better way of you know gauging him and you know actually creating a verdict, you know, eventually.
0: That's Roma. Yeah. Um. Too early, but then yeah, let's see how it goes with Napoli. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely a move away from the Celta uh, team is gonna do wonders. Speaking uh, about other departures, uh, another midfielder who's out of the Celta team right now is Tapia, he's been a long standing uh, servant of the club. Uh, he plays a defensive midfield. I feel like yeah. whenever we have a Celta game, he's the one who is actually in the center of things. <clears throat> Putting in that last six tackle and getting the attack started. But he has also had some stinkers against us. But, uh, anyways, that's a conversation for another day. But he's been for uh, actually phased out of the starting lineup. He hasn't gotten any minutes in La Liga. So the current rumor is that uh, Caddies have actually made an offer for him for three and a half million pounds or three and a half million euros. So, so yeah, uh, he's the other departure itself. And things are looking kind of. Uh, then over at the middle of the park they don't really have the funds to sign another midfielder so they're trying to see how mistake or get out of Gabriel vega and tapia and then make a
1: signing or two yeah i mean but one thing is that you know like i mean uh, we always you know have to also understand the fact that like i said earlier like you know Rafa Benitez, you know, whatever you think about him, he's he's, he's no main, you know, s- as uh, tactician, honestly, you know, he's a really, really smart coach, so I want to believe that if he's taking up the job after, you know, they barely survived relegation last year, you know, like, he's seen some things that he can do, you know, and let's not forget, like, also, like, you know, although you mentioned that they're outgoings, like, you know, they've also been some in as well, though like, also they've been injuries and what is and what is not, but I think, like, uh, I think one of the biggest names that joined them is Jonathan Bamba as well, so I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he joined as a, uh, as a midfielder, and also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if Mingueza was there before or if he joined Newly as well, but I'm not I sure, you know. Also, I like, feel like, uh, has
0: Mingueza uh, was playing for Cadiz,
1: right? Uh, before. Uh, I can't, I don't know exactly, but I also know, like, you know, I, I think Mingueza is a former Barcelona guy, and also another former Barcelona guy who played in Italy as well was, you know, Carlos Perez, but Perez also mm-hmm. is one of those players, like, he's a striker, he's an attacking midfielder, he's a winger, you don't know exactly, but what I'm just trying to point out is that, you know, like, there are some, you know, new faces that, you know, have a lot of potential because, you know, Carlos Perez, Migueza, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Bamba, I think these are players that, you know, like, were once upon a time highly touted in Europe as well, you know. So, uh, although they have faced the patches and obviously, you know, like, you know, last year the team revolved around maybe Viega at a certain point, so it might be a significant loss, but the good thing is that it's a new coach, it's a new building system, so, you know, uh, he's going to try to, you know, make the best out of what he has.
0: Yeah, uh, and <clears throat>
1: he's not found that
0: form yet. He hasn't found the formula yet, uh, which is good for yeah. us. But yeah, uh, we can expect them to have a better season than last season with uh, that man at the helm. True. Point. All right. Uh, <clears throat> maybe we'll just touch upon their starting lineup. Uh, they play a 4 uh, 2 with Aspas and Strand Larsen uh, as a front two and then bamba yep. at uh, left midfield and it's pretty much a standard 442 la liga 4-4-2 right now uh, kind of defensive uh, but still a lot of talent up front to actually do the damage as well uh, the only only problem they have that like, going on right now is they're leaking goals they actually leak two goals uh, from set pieces as well so far and with surprise surprise uh, is one of our weak spots as well so You know, there's going to be some interesting corners in in this game.
1: I mean, because the point is, you know, we have Rudiger and Alaba and, you know, uh, what's it called, Jude as well. So I feel like, you know, we might have some people to target in there. Although, like, obviously, like, yeah, even last year we had Rudiger and Alaba and still they were still not converting from the corners as well. But then, you know... uh, Hope, let's see. Maybe that 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 will change. Maybe we can get to exploit that because the point is right now we can we need to get the goals from anywhere we can because of the obvious you know elephant in the room. So we need to find a way to get the goals from anywhere we can. Honestly, so hopefully maybe you know we can exploit that. Uh, and you know actually, what well, you mentioned about the you know, classic four four two, you know, and one thing about four four two, even as we've known uh, these people in the past, you know, is always always the threat that you know they hold on the break, you know. If, uh, let's not, uh, you know, let's not forget you know how how you know effective a striker like Yago Aspas is you know like honestly. So I think you know that that transition might be really important. But I think right now because we play young and dynamic midfielders, maybe at least obviously you can totally negate that effect, but at least you can find a way to counter it a little bit. So it's it's going to be an interesting game, and it's going to be interesting to see how they actually set up the four four two. You know. Because maybe it's a 4 that later becomes a four-five-one when they're out of defense or, uh, sorry, when they're in defense or, you know, something like this. So it's going to be like filling up the midfield and trying to, you know, set a low block or something like this. So it's it's going to be an interesting one to see.
0: Yeah, man, especially in possession. Like, there's so many opportunities because Iyag uh, Aspas is not just some striker who just can lead the line. He can drop deep. He can connect the place. Even though he's not as mobile as before, he can't really drive the yeah. team of the pitch during counterattacks. But in possession, he's still a very talented player, very nifty player in a pits.
1: I mean, definitely, I totally agree with you. Like, although he's no, you know, spring chicken anymore, but like, you know, people like that, you know, like the experience matters eventually. You know, like the experience shows, their know-how shows. You know, the way they bully defenders, like, you know, that's even if for nothing, they were able to, you know, create space and bring you know their teammates into play. So that's something that we might wanna, you know, keep an eye out for. And uh, I am still not too confident in you know, our defensive. You know, abilities of keeping sheet and light there Also, you know, it's going to be something to watch out for, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, with that, I guess uh, we can talk about the regulated side of things. Uh, so it's going to be our first game with the third kit. Uh, we've already talked about the fact that we all love the third kit, right, Faro? Did you have a different opinion? The black
1: one, you? The black, the black and the gold one? Yeah. Yeah, I I meant like it's nothing we haven't seen before. So it's not like, you know, they're pulling a rabbit out of the heart. So like, I mean, it's something we've seen before. It's just a modernized version of it. Like, I mean, so, yeah. Mm. So I'm not saying it's a bad one, but I'm just saying like, it's not something that impressive as well.
0: Yeah, not something that gets you out of the bed, yeah? Exactly, sir. All right, Uh, so... Right now, Ashik and Hassan are having a discussion on Kepa, so, which is basically the elephant in the room as well, and the narrative coming into this game. Uh, Lunin being freezed out, and being publicly dismissed by Ancelotti, kind of saying, uh, no matter what you do, Lunin, uh, Kepa's going to start sooner or later. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, yeah, that is. <laughs> so what's your take on this? Uh, was this always going to be the case? And is
1: it just a matter okay. of Ancelotti being transparent? No, nah, I mean, that's always going to be the case. The point is, you know, as I like, wrote in the group as well, like, Kepa was never going to come to Real Madrid and fight it looning for, for, you know, for a starting sport. It's like, you know, I mean, that doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't know, Jose Okay, anyways, forget, like, there's no need to make a, uh, you know, an anecdote. There. But the point is, you know, uh, I can understand, you know, like, if looning is feeling a bit stuck, but the point is that we've always heard this that. Uh, learning was never, you know, trusted by these people. learning is not this. learning is not that. And the point is, is like it's it's even obvious. Like if the club actually had faith in learning when uh, thibault got injured, they would have found a goalkeeper that's like a second tier goalkeeper, right? yeah Kepa was starting for Chelsea. Kepa was about to join Bayern Munich. You guys go and say, okay, this is the person we want. The other names you guys have on the list is Yasin Bono. The other name that we hear is David Tejea you know, like, this kind of, like, you know, players, like, these are players that are going to come and start. Like, these are not players that are going to come and be second-feeder to, you know, to, 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 to move you understand? Huh, if we have been hearing some other names, for example, like, if we hear, like, for example, uh the Valencia goalkeeper Mama Deshvile, I think, I, I maybe I pronounced his name wrongly, The Georgian. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, if you see a player like that, you can say, okay, like maybe they want to come and compete and see who is the best because like just is all very, very young goalkeeper as well, you know? So like, he's going to compete with Lunin and see what's going to happen. But then the question also is like, will you pay that much money for him and then come and have him as a competing with Lunin or what is the, what is the, but the point I'm just trying to make here is that the caliber of goalkeepers at Real Madrid that have been that were being linked to Real Madrid as a replacement for Courtois, were all A-listers. There is no a that's going to come and compete with Lunin. Loonin has started five games for Real Madrid, six games. Like, who is Loonin? I mean, literally search on Google, like Loonin, who comes out? <laughs> you know, this, these things matter, honestly. Like, you know, I can understand that he might feel, you know, this was his chance or something. But for sure, like, there is something that we don't know that has been there in the sense that, like, there is just a total lack of trust or total lack of belief from the coaching staff in Andrea Lunin, honestly. So the issue of you know like Lounine being ousted or something like that, I don't think. And I think what would have been unfair would have been actually for Loonin to do to keep performing well, and then after one mistake being dropped, I think that would mm-hmm. have been unfair. It's better to be like, okay, he played the two games, and then this, uh, when the other keeper wasn't ready, so now the keeper is ready, so now he can you know uh, he he can you know just drop to the bench and keep back and start in this stand Because I feel like it would have been harsh if you actually wait for a mistake. And then you 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 know you 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 throw him out of the team because I feel like you know eventually like uh, if you're gonna you know point someone for his mistake you have to reward him for his for his efforts as also well. I think before you get to that point I think you know uh, it's it's better to have you know uh, it's better to have him out now before you know things get out of hand.
0: Yeah, I see a point. So what you're basically saying is. Uh... Kepa did not come here to oust Lunin because it was never
1: Lunin's position in the first place. He was always going to be Thank you, sir. This is the summary of this. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You should you should be my interpreter, honestly. You know, I just kept running for 15 minutes, and you just said everything in one sentence. Yeah, that's the that's the gist.
0: Man, glad to help. Not a lot of people can you know uh, get to the core of what uh, Faruk says so fast. You're a, comp- <laughs> you're a complex man,
1: but yeah, I've been here for many days. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, now you've 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 deciphered everything I'm saying. Boy, well, yeah, cool, man. That's 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 all good, man. It's it's good to be able to be deciphered, man. You know.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, how about you decipher? You know our full back situation right now. Do you actually feel like the overall sentiment from the summer was we definitely do need a. Uh, right back. We just have to get another left back. We just can't keep Mendy anymore. We have to sell him, get someone else in. And we uh, feel that outlook is slightly changing with the uh, performance of Car- Carvajal and, you know, Fran Garcia kind of gelling with the team, uh, putting in some really nice defensive shifts and, you know, some, some attacking plays as well.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say anything has changed for me from last season till now because I just feel like, you know, these are two games, you know, like we played against the Bilbao team, which on to, in all honesty wasn't, you know, the very best. I mean, at least what didn't, you know, put in, didn't give us too much headache, you know, and then we go against Almeria and we don't do respect Almeria as Almeria, you understand? So I wouldn't say that with these two games, I'll be able to develop uh, A new feeling so i still feel like you know we're still in the same spot because uh maybe we see carval being given more rest this year i don't know you know but one thing for sure is that you know like uh, we're still you know waiting to see what frank garcia is or what he can be for this team you understand because right now the team is playing a very abnormal formation a very very abnormal formation which i kind of feel is very unfair to every other player because but then yeah when you make a marquee signing like Jude Bellingham, you have to try to fit him into this, you understand? So this is a literally a lineup that is meant to cater to just one player, maybe two players, because I also like uh, I feel like Fred Valverde is also enjoying what he's doing right now. Well, this is just the thing, you know, like so we have to wait to see how that eventually happens, you know, with with with, with Fran and and how they manage the game time of Carval. Because like I said before, I feel like, you know, in the game against Atleti, you could see like there's a bit of carval of old in there. But the point now becomes when the when push comes to shove you know when 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 you know the chips are down you know when it comes to you know uh business end of the season like how 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 does this fitness look like you know how does this sharpness look like so these are the things where if you know carval and Lucas Vasquez are able to you know shuffle with a lot of consistency maybe you know uh that way we might have you know carval and pick shape come that period in time and about mendy honestly like i just don't even count on him because although i believe he's gonna give me something i just don't i mean what's the point of having something that you don't have you know we have mendy but oh yeah he's in the hospital room okay we don't have Mendy. that's you know so like that's the thing so like the point now is that we need just to hope that you know frank garcia can you know build on obviously he's gonna make mistakes here and there and you know i would really mm-hmm. want people to give him that you know room for that error because He's joining a very, very big team, so it's not easy, you know, to just shift and adapt to so this team. As I said, like, he's playing a very, very, like, shitty formation and a shitty system right now, honestly. So he needs to find his way here because eventually this is going to be an iso ball thing where, you know, everyone just iso ball their way into stuff, you know. there's not going to be like, okay, this is, you know, the pattern or this is the style or this is the tactics that we want to do. It's just, if you're good enough, you get shit done. So that's the thing, you know. So. I do believe that with time, maybe he might grow into that position or he might show us that he's not the real deal. And let's not forget, I personally have selected our left backs to be the flop of the season, both Mendy and Frank Garcia. So I'm, you know, waiting to be to be, to be surprised on a The thing about this is that, again, I mean, I might be a very harsh person, but I would first give you time to prove me right or wrong. So right now, I'm still on the fences with uh, Frank Garcia. But about our fullback situation as a whole, not a nice change for me from last season till now because, as I said, it's just two games, so it's it's not fair to draw a conclusion or anything like I Let's see after 10 15 games, then we can try to understand better, like how this looks like. All of those look like
0: totally fine, man. But yeah, uh, I was just following the conversation on Twitter, and they're all saying Frank Garcia has been looking really good, uh, he's exactly what we needed. But uh, the fact is that Mendy is going to be training soon, he's going to be back for the game against uh, so, say that. so uh, is it going to be the same situation as uh, Kepa and Blundie, you know? Uh, is Mendy an automatic starter if he's fit and healthy?
1: This is actually a tough question. I do believe that if Carlo today has to play Champions League final, he plays Mendy, irrespective mm. of the form of Frank Garcia.
0: Well, that's because a given by...
1: like...
0: Okay, so you're going you're gonna to have to be honest. Uh, if it's a game against Man City uh, and Fran Garcia has looked good throughout the season, let's say, uh, heading into that game, would you still start Mendy if it were you and not Ancelotti?
1: I mean, if Mendy is fit, for sure I would start Mendy. What I mean, I'm not smoking weed, man. <laughs> I, that's the thing, like, I, I'm a very, very harsh critic of Mendy because I personally believe that his availability, his, his lack of ability is his fault, you know, I personally believe that, but that's my own personal belief, but also one belief I have is that I don't see any better left back when it comes to 1v1 defending, I don't see that, when it comes to defending as a whole, I don't see a better left back hence, I believe, you know, when you want to play those stupid crazy people, you know, you need the best defensive chance you have and I feel like, you know, uh, Mendy will also be my personal choice as well.
0: Definitely, man. It's just the experience and the know-how, and especially uh, with the one-on-ones and the wing threat on the wings that these teams pose, We definitely are yeah. going to need Mendy. Uh, so, Hassan has a question for us. Uh, maybe, uh, Faruk, uh, you can take this one. So, he asks, okay. uh, how does Ancelotti watch Kepa's disastrous performances at Chelsea and thinks he can
1: trust him? but can't trust Lundin, who performs at a very decent level. I think that says a lot about Lunin honestly, because I also was wondering about that, yeah, okay, like, Chelsea fans would tell us, like, yeah, Kepa last season was good. He tried to rehabilitate himself and what is and what is not, you know? And, like, based on what we hear, like, also Kepa has a very good personality and, you know, the whole thing that happened with Mauricio Sari was, you know, blown out of proportion, this and that, it was the media and this and that. But, honestly, like, I mean, we hear, we hear about Kepa and we still hear about, you know, not here, but we still see those, you know. For example, one thing I know for sure that hasn't improved with Kepa is that when it comes to set pieces, he doesn't know how to do jack shit. You just have to hold your fingers crossed and hope, inshallah, nothing happens. Yeah. Either someone hits it and the ball comes straight to him or is, he doesn't have that presence of going and dominating area in set pieces. No. He might be a good shortstopper or whatever. No. But one thing I can say about Kepa is that he's very good with the suite as well. This is something, you know, and also, one thing also we have to give credit is that, honestly, Kepa also is a good shot stopper. Yeah. He's a good shot stopper. you know, let's not, let's not, you know, like uh, this, but the point is there's is always also a lack of focus with him as well, honestly. And again, like my actually biggest problem is that we are weak aerially, and then we have a goalkeeper that don't have any aerial presence.
0: So uh, how, how does that work out? Is is it just a matter of confidence and he just doesn't have the know-how to uh venture forward and Bro. you know clear the ball or is is he just not tall you enough?
1: No, right now in my head I still have a lot of I I still have a lot of replays about Kepa going and totally missing the ball. He just goes to punch the ball and he totally misses it. Or Bro, he rather ours. doesn't even come out. <laughs>
0: Okay so it's a complete misjudgment of the balls being put into the box.
1: I don't think it's about misjudgment it's just about he doesn't have that presence. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. I just he doesn't just have that presence honestly like you know yeah he can improve or will he improve or will he not improve but I think actually that says a lot about Lunin as well what he has done or what he hasn't done to actually because one thing we know is that Carlo is a player's person. If you show him even a little bit he's going to put you there. I mean we can see how it's happened with Dani Silva. Like Dani Silva showed a little bit and he was an integral member of the team even jesus valeo was there you know playing not always what he got his chance much more than he did in the previous years you know but, but you know i just wonder like what has Lunin done because i personally i i mean we had this discussion if you come remember jacob we named three goalkeepers kepa wasn't even close to that
0: yeah he was at the bottom of you the know? list for sure for sure
1: you know so i mean and then all of a sudden, it's Kepa. Honestly, like I can understand that he has, you know, rebuilt a bit of his reputation last season. He had quite a good season with Chelsea. But Let's not forget Chelsea finished tenth last season. Mm. You know, if you had a good season and he finishes tenth, so that's something as well. You know, so Kepa obviously has a reputation which is still maintained in Spain because I think he's still part of the Spanish national team setup, although he's not a starter, but he's still there. You know, so and also, you know, uh, all of a sudden we have shortages of goalkeepers on the market, so you have to, you know, go with the one you can see that you can get for the short term, at least. So, honestly, I think rather than Kepa, I think it says a lot about Andrea Lorin that, you know, the club is really, really, really willing to go with Kepa, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it remains to be seen, but I'm not expe- expecting world-class performances, like Kotoa, at least. Uh, like, I just hope he can get the basics done, and have, being in a team like Kepa, I 4 finds his focus bro finds you're muddle. not
1: expecting world class world class performances like courtois like you like you like name dropping courtois like like he's your average goalkeeper bro unless you're getting alisson even that is uh, maybe uh, if, if you understand i don't think you can get any kind of performances close to courtois anywhere in the world honestly i believe alisson is a close shout but still i would choose courtois over alisson honestly oh wow it, because like, of, courtois it's... is 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 something else honestly Okay, yeah, he doesn't have the distribution that Allison has, yeah. but Tiwo is something else. Like really, at least for the past three years, he has proven himself to be something else. Really, really, really. So that's the thing, man, like the amount of times like that man has really dug us out of all is so uncountable. So right now we just have to sit down, take a chill pill, understand that someone named Keeper is our keeper, you know? Chill. Sometimes shit will happen. Just swallow your saliva and chill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because the point is, if we're gonna start worrying about this every week, some people might develop high blood, you know, high blood pressure and hypertension, man. And we don't need our people, you know, getting into that. So you know, let's just prepare ourselves that we're gonna have this moment of lapses, you know, and yeah. uh, stuff like that. And we will be fine. But again, you know, like uh, it's a, like also like. Kepa is, you know, like, a shitty, 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 you know, shitty tired, I mean, goalie as well, like, let's hope that, you know, eventually he can also, you know, repay the fate that, you know, Carlo and the board has in him by bringing him to the club, you know, uh, I do believe that there was a reason that we wanted him before, you know, as Mo pointed out the last time that we really wanted him, Zidane vetoed it, and then he went to Chelsea for for a record fee, so like, I mean, there is something there, you know, like, so let's hope that he can refine that, and, uh at least make us a bit confident, you know, because right now like, I'm sure, I, I don't know what's going on in the chat, but like, based on the comments you read me, I'm sure that no one in the chat has anything good to say about, you know, Kepa <laughs> right now. Well, I hit, hope at least, you know. Yeah, man, you,
0: you've hit the nail on the head, so I'll just read out Arshik's comment as well, the latest one. Uh, so he says, we are going to give up one or two goals on Friday with Kepa. Now let's move on to other players that are actually good.
1: <laughs> so that's the thing, you know. That's the thing. That's the thing. So I just hope, like, at least, you know, even if he doesn't, you know, give us confidence, at least he doesn't give us negative comments to make. Mm-hmm. You understand? At least just a steady Eddie to follow be the word of or uh, what yeah. whatever his name is. Uh, just you know, we need a steady Eddie. You know, nothing flashy, nothing superficial. Just you know, go in, do your five out of ten, and get out of the post.
0: Yeah. Uh... All right, man. Uh, I guess let's let's like just judge him for his performances and not talk about him later. Or we're gonna be talking about this thing like, in every single preview and post match.
1: Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying to you, man. Like I hope, like you know, we don't turn this into a... Scene. Let's just take a uh, chill pill from now, swallow it, go into the game. After the game, make our comments and forget about Kepa. Otherwise, I think it's gonna be something that's gonna keep going and going and going, and you know, the season will not end. Yeah, man, definitely.
0: All right, on to better and uh, more important things. Uh, let's like try to discuss the midfield. We know how many has had really good performances. We don't even need to talk about Bellingham. Um, Kamavinga, he's been good. Like, What's your thoughts
1: on Kamavinga so far? I didn't watch last game, so actually Kamavinga didn't start the last game as well. He had a muscle overload, a muscle mm-hmm. fatigue or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch the last game, but I will just go in the first game and I will just reiterate my comments. I just felt like, you know, for me it was an off day for him. Although, like, obviously, like the uh, I I was informed that the stats back him up as, you know, the player with the most touches and something like that and stuff like that. But I just feel like, you know, Kamavinga will get there as well. But I always just go back to what I just, you know, wanna want to use as my own personal excuse, this at least for the start of the season, is that we have a formation that literally doesn't suit anyone in the team except for Juke now. And maybe Fedeval well, really. Okay, obviously, the four, four centre-backs are still the same. You understand? So we have a formation that we don't know how it works. You understand? At least I don't know how it works yet. Maybe the players have some idea. So, you know, I think it's going to be... It's going to take a bit of time for them. And also, at least for me as well, because I'm not very good with, you know, watching the tactics and understanding the tactics. So it's going to be take a bit of time to understand what, you know, they're trying to do out there. So, honestly, like, that's why I really don't want to make too much comments on this midfield issue, honestly, like... Because... Did you just say midfield issue? man. I, I, why are you making that issue, man?
0: Like, I feel like uh, this midfield is on an upper trajectory. Uh, Fede, I think he has found his place uh, in a diamond. He's the one that has to drive the ball up the pitch uh, centrally, not just playing on the wings, not just being asked to play and uh, cover the right back. I feel like he's found his mojo. The same with Kamavinga. I feel like he... Works really well with Mini. Uh, he still needs to find this connection with Bellingham, but once those guys get it going, I feel like this midfield, like, it's here to stay. It's, it's just heading in the right direction. But what were you? About I mean, to say, the point like, is, what, was, the, the, what the, was the, the, the point was is,
1: the, the, the point about now, what I'm saying about with the midfield issue is this: like, why I said midfield issue is that I kind of feel like we need to understand what are the roles of who. So mm. now are they uh is what's gonna happen is it's like okay, we're gonna have late runs from FedEval Radi and uh Jude Bellingham, which is something that actually we've seen, at least I have seen across uh in the game I watching in the highlights as well. Like you're gonna have runs of from these guys into the box, but then also you have Vinicius Jr. who is asked to start as a striker, right? And yeah. I watched some highlights of the last game, the man is drifting towards the left, leaving no one in the middle. Mm. This is why I said, like, you know, like, there is going to be something that, you know, like, we need to understand. or rather they need to, you know, figure a way out to deal with this. But I think it's something that's going to evolve through the season. And I really think, like, the midfield holds the key because, uh, I mean, if we eventually go to the fullbacks of Carvalho, is no longer the Carvalho of the past. And even if Carvalho was the Carvalho of the past, what is he going to do? Bombing and cross for Vinicius to head against Araujo? Is that what he's going to do? <laughs> you know? So that, I feel like you know the midfield eventually is still gonna hold the key to this. This is why I said the midfield issue, in the sense that I kind of feel like we haven't seen you know the 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 uh, the evolvement of the team right now. And I feel like this team is just playing based on muscle memory. And what do I mean by muscle memory? It's just like okay, Jude is a fantastic player and he's playing based on that. Fede is a really good player, so he's playing based on that. Traore apparently seems to be like a very very intelligent player as well. He is playing based on that. Not because of a certain. I don't know if you could remember, like, you know, when we had our teams, you know, you had this idea of, you know, the teams just building in, you know, dragging the ball, Marcelo to Cruz, Cruz to, you know, Modric, or Modric makes a switch over back to, you know, uh, Carvajal, Carvajal draws his cross and it's a header from Cristiano, or, or, you know, something like this, or like Uh, it's the vice versa from the other side, you know, stuff like this. So, I mean, but right now, like, you don't, I don't know, but I, right now, we can't see, like, what the sequence is going to be like. Mm. I yeah, don't know, I, this is why I, I said to you, I mean, midfield issue, like, when I say midfield issue, this is what I mean. Obviously, I know, like, this is the most stacked midfield in the world. Like, there is no better midfield in the world right now than what we have right now, you understand? But well, the point is, it's just, you need to get the mechanics right as well. Mm. You need to really get the mechanics right. I mean, the point is, if, 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 if you're having, you know, uh, if you're having a Maserati and then, you know, you're going and giving someone who doesn't have a driving license or someone who just barely even knows what a car looks like, you know, to drive the car. I mean, it's just, yeah, you have the best car in the world, but then what's the point if you cannot, you know, use the car in the right way? So this is this is the thing there. Wow.
0: Was that a sly comment on Ancelotti, like driving the car? Or...
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not about... <laughs> Fuck, man, I mean... Don't, you know, I don't know, man. It's not a slouch. I hear of your talent.
0: point. I, I feel like you're saying uh, we haven't really figured it out yet. These players don't really work together uh, well yet. These guys are playing off of muscle memory, which is basically like you're saying we are still playing hero ball, we're expecting them to pull miracles, and it's been working so far. But we don't have like a clear plan on what we need to do when we face better opponents. So what I've seen I so mean, far
1: it's uh, sorry to interrupt you Jacob it's not just about a clear plan but i mean okay again like i said it's very limited sample size at least what we we know what we've been doing in the past we sit down on a low block give karim benzema the ball benzema to vini vini runs he scores back, benzema scores one goal one one goal one you know it's done this is how we score now how does it work i don't know uh
0: it's
1: so a big unknown. it's
0: it's a big unknown. We're expecting the midfield and suddenly rodrigo to come up with 20 goals the midfield to come up with 30 40 goals it's just so this enormous. is what i'm
1: saying like you know like we, we right now that's why i mentioned to you earlier like you know like we need the goals from wherever we can get them because right now you know as if as at least like let's assume that our transfer window is closed you know with what we have right now like we need to see that at least i need to see that you understand so this is about my own uh how should i say like my own naivety or like my own lack of knowledge about this. So I haven't seen what it looks like. I just explained to you, you win the ball back, you give it to Benz, Benz gives it to Vini, P- Vini gives it back to Benz, it's a goal. This is what Ancelotti was doing in the past. Now, okay, what are we doing? You understand? So I feel like we, to see that, we know, we need to see a bit more of the games. This guy need to play together and uh, uh, see how, you know, eventually like it's, it's, it's gonna pan out. And also what are the roles of the fullbacks? Mm. What are the roles of the fullbacks? Like, are you expecting? Because one thing we know is that in this kind of midfield situations, fullbacks are very important if this is what they want to do. Fullbacks are your your creative outlets, you know? Okay, the question now becomes when there is no creation from the fullbacks, what is the creativity there? You
0: can't ask that question, man. Like, it's a diamond. Uh, We have to expect that our fullbacks are going to perform. Like, if that's not the case, it's just not going to work. We just have, will have no depth. So right now, uh, what I've noticed so far in the couple of games, why Kaohal has actually looked good, is he has a clear role in this uh, team. He needs to hold up the width of the pitch on the right. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about defense as much as he had to last season because he has really good coverage on, in the midfield. Uh, so he gets a bomb of the field, stay up there, uh, put some nice crosses in. Same as Fran Garcia, man. He has been driving into the box. Uh, he has been going outside, trying to cut inside on certain occasions. Hasn't really worked out yet. But the fullbacks right now, they're set up for success. And if they can remain healthy, and we can keep this going, I feel like the fullbacks are gonna have a good season. It's like you have to like can't take it for you can basically take it for granted that you're gonna
1: have a good season. Well, I mean, I like I said like honestly, like I just feel like you know everything is too it's too young to make comments, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't you know get on any of the hype trains right now. Whatever hype train is there, I will not get on. It's like even the Jude Bellingham hype train, I'm not on that because the what? Yeah. When you're paying, even when you're, when you're paying 100 million for a player, you need to know that this is the thing you Understand? I need to wait and see. I get onto the 10, 20 games, and then I will start to you know lick my lips and get excited or not get excited about stuff. You know because it's just the start of the season, and it's a very weird formation. And I I personally, like, I. I people know that I'm one of the big, biggest, you know, Ancelotti out person, but I kind of feel for Ancelotti this season. What do you want him to do with this team? Right, I mean, right. this is, I mean, man, this is one of the most unbalanced teams, I think, maybe back to the Galactico when they sold Makaleli for Beckham. I think this might be one of the most, you know, unbalanced teams in that case, because as I said, honestly, like, I, I don't know. This is just, you know, like, my own personal thing. I read, I need to wait and see that first. You know, like, it's just a couple of games into the season. You know, maybe stuff will happen or not happen. So, we just have to wait, you know, to, to see and give credits to people who, you know, deserve the credits. Like, Bellingham has been fantastic so far, but it's just two games. We didn't buy him to win matches against Almeria. This is the thing. In all honesty, we didn't buy him to win games against Almeria. I understand? So, like let's yeah. let's you know let's 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 not get too ahead of ourselves first you know like when we come to the games that matter the most this is the thing because honestly like the game against city last year was painful because it was like kids against men man for fuck's sake i mean what the hell man? I, <laughs> I mean the last time i think i felt like this was i mean even the classicals were in that fucking messed up man i don't know were they mm-hmm. i think yeah maybe it's my it bias, but i know no, the. I mean, so that's the thing, like, so, like, you know, we shouldn't just, you know, after one, two games against, you know, stuff yeah, like that, that, so. that is a
0: sad part, man, like, Farouk, like, I've already drank the Kool-Aid, the Billingham <laughs> Kool-Aid, and when you say, like, this stuff rationally, it's just been two games, I just don't have, like, a good uh, comeback against that. It's totally rational, of course, we're going to have to see it, uh, but then it's
1: hard not to get that feeling, you know, uh, being excited about Billingham. Actually, the thing about this is that, you know, I actually said this in the past. For me, I am okay with losing if I compete, right? Mm -hmm. The question is that, do I actually genuinely see myself competing if we were to have the rematch of seat last year? Do I see myself competing? No, I see the same outcome. You understand? But one thing I know is that, again, Bellingham is an X-factor. You get the point, right? I feel Vinicius Jr. for sure is an X-factor. I believe that Rodrigo can also develop into an next factor. If these guys all combine together to create a synergy, there is a chance that, you know, we might compete again. But for now, I haven't seen that synergy yet. Yep. This is why for me, I am really, buy- if I was a betting man, I would bet on Rodrigo having a breakout season. Obviously you'll say someone who scored already around 30 goals assists last season. What do you mean by a breakout season? I feel like this is the season, or rather this is the chance for Rodrigo to make a stake you know, take a claim that, okay, I am the guy.
0: Vini is good,
1: but I am also good, you know, Mm. kind of thing. So I feel like if we can see this synergy, like there is, as I say to you honestly, like there is a lot of ingredients there. you just need to find the right mashup. But the problem is that this is a kind of a weird group of ingredients, you know, very fantastic ingredients on their own, but they don't lead to the conventional food that we know it. So you need to find a chef that is very, very, you know, knows his way around these condiments, can mix them in the right way and develop the stuff. Because as I said, we have really, really good stuff. Mm. Man, imagine like Rodrigo, Vinicius, and Bellingham, you know, mixing and matching and stuff like that. I mean, that's fucking football, man. But right now, like, you know, we, as I said, really right now, we're still playing hero football. Yeah. And, and I'm fine right. with that because this is a new formation. It's literally, yeah. they played how many games? Two, 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 two games with this formation. So they need time to gel together do their stuff together, and then let the hype trend begin.
0: Oh, OK, yeah, man, I like, uh, totally get your point. Um, that's kind of interesting, you know, because you said. Uh, in order to make this work, we need someone, a really good chef, like I said, uh, to put in the ingredients well. And just from usually as fans, we have these opinions, right? Uh, even last season, like, Carlo, like, why are you doing this? Why are you not doing this instead? we all had opinions but this time uh, like you said we've got to actually feel for carlo like even as as fans uh, from our like high seats we have no idea how to actually make all of this work I'm not sure anyone in the world knows how to make this work It just these guys have to figure it out for themselves
1: uh, it's a hard one i mean the point is I'm not being paid millions of euros a year. you let them pay millions of euros a year. I will also figure it out. Oh, this is the point. Why did he become a coach? This is, this, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's just like Jacob, someone coming to you and being like, oh, yeah, you are a front-end developer. We need you to develop the software and be like, okay, I don't know how to mix it. Then why did you become a developer? This is a challenge. That's true. This is a challenge, you know, like, and as I said, honestly, like, I have no feel for him because I feel like it's he's been put in an unfair situation with the whole lack of striker team. But this is also a challenge, you know, as a coach, I believe that he relishes to such kind of challenges. But I personally, I think everyone knows my 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 thoughts. Do I think he's the chef to make this perfect mixture? Hell no, I don't think he's a person. Does, has that changed? I still do that hasn't changed. But the point is, can he surprise me? Obviously he can surprise me. This is the reason why he's a trail model. Like, you know, he's a fantastic coach or rather he was a fantastic coach once upon a time, you know? so. Right now, it's just the power of friendship and all, but I just, as I said, like until I just see that, you know, blending and understanding. Because the point is that even if you have the power of friendship, you know, you have certain understandings that go on. Crucial mortgage understanding, for example, Benzema Vinicius understanding, for example. Right now, we need to wait for those kind of synergies to develop as well before the power of friendship eventually can take over. But right now, we don't have any of that.
0: Mm. Yeah, totally valid, so,
1: man. This is just the thing.
0: But uh, unlike you, like I totally believe that Carlo can figure, is the right person to figure it out. He's converted players uh, from playing wingers to playing midfield. And I'm talking about Di Maria. I'm pretty sure he can find the same things to do with Bellingham and Vini and with all of these new positions that they have to employ and play. So,
1: let's see. Fingers crossed, my friend. Fingers crossed.
0: All right. Uh, you think we can get into the lineups now? Uh, maybe. Uh, so, before going into the lineups, uh, just remembered Mo saying, "Hey, you guys need to be cautious and you know look out for the Mbappe front uh, because apparently he's going to be dropping an interview on uh, after PSG's game on Saturday. And there's going to be two possibilities. Like either it's going to be like a very dumb interview where he basically says nothing." Or he's gonna drop some truth bombs, and you know things can actually change. I'm not saying he's gonna like actually go ahead and say he's gonna sign for us soon, or uh, he's gonna actually renew with PSG. But maybe things can happen. But what's your take on that? Do you think it's a possibility that he'll actually reveal his cards?
1: (laughs) Man, I I think that train has passed, man. I think that train has passed. I think he's just gonna announce either one of two things. Either he's gonna announce that he's gonna stay there or he's gonna announce that he's gonna renew with parse. I don't think there's a total alternative there mm-hmm. about leaving. I don't think the alternative of living exists. I personally think two options. He's gonna say I'm gonna stay for the season or I'm gonna like extend one year contract till twenty twenty five.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's too early on in the season to actually come out and you know say things get, that can mess up your position in the starting lineup. So he's gonna play it safe for sure, uh, and I just hope he's just not gonna renew. You know, I feel like him renewing again for one more season it's gonna close the doors for Real Madrid. How are we gonna pay I mean, two fifty million for him again?
1: Mbappe is. A phenomenal player the best player right now in the world totally i would you know i would uh, totally agree with that but the point is if Holland is willing to talk next summer mm. go for Haaland, that's just the thing you know like uh, keep going back and forth left and right middle and center it doesn't make sense i mean so, it doesn't make sense if island if is available just you know do that you know try to see what is possible or what is not possible. And I'm in them trying to get that, you know, done. I mean, if Mbappe eventually shows, as you know, I, I think, which is the truth is that like, as they say, like, you know, like people are saying that, oh, but Mbappe has been playing with Real Madrid, but Mbappe, they didn't play with Real Madrid because, you Perez never made an official inquiry for killing Mbappe. And based on what we have read is that they are waiting for him to make a move towards them before they make a move towards him. Yeah. So if that's the case, like I mean, let's just keep as fans keep speculating continuously, and you know, whenever he's willing, I believe that you know because one thing is that if there is anything, it's just trust in Florentino. If 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 at least I have learned anything as a Real Madrid fan that I will not doubt in my mind, is trust in Florentino. He knows what he's doing. Trust so, in Papa Ferris. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. So if you know if that's if if that's not happening. I believe you know there there are other the fishes to fry, and as you know, even Leonardo from you know the former uh, sporting director of Paris pointed out, like since Par- since Kylian joined Paris, like I think six clubs have won the Champions League, so it means that it's we re- it's possible to win without Kylian. Obviously, you want to see you know for as we at least for me as a fan, football is an entertainment, and Kylian Mbappe provides it in bollocks, you know. No, so I want to see him in my club, obviously. I want to get entertained by him every week. So there is that. But if it doesn't happen, it's fine. I mean, it's not the end of the world as well. Like, I mean, we just can't keep going back and forth every summer, every year. Like, if Ireland is available next summer, it's all about the money, money, money. Just pour it and, you know, see if there's a possibility there or not. But I think uh, the announcement at the weekend is most likely going to be about him staying for the year or him extending his contract for one more year. So I don't think it's more about him coming to us.
0: Damn it. I think so too. I don't know. Do you do you, do you
1: think he, there's a chance he's gonna say yeah, uh, he's coming? What
0: coming this season or next? Definitely no. Coming next season, no. He's not gonna come out and say it. I feel like he's just gonna say uh, something boring like, "I'm here for the moment. I'm focused on that team. I just wanna win us the Champions League or something, some bullshit like that."
1: Exactly. That's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm expecting. during you know, like something just to consolidate his position with the you know, with the. Uh, PSG fans and PSG supporters. And also, you know, like Mo was saying and the group, like, you know, like Paris voted for, you know, the players voted for uh, Marquinhos as the captain, and now they're going to have, you know, a second closed ballot, whatever, whatever kind of bullshit. I think they want to make Kylian Mbappe the captain of the club, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if they make that move as well. I don't know. I'm just, you know, speculating. I'm not, you know, speaking based on any concrete reports, but I'm just speculating that this might also be something to kind of, you know, like a uh, I don't know, entice him, you know, to extend the contract for one more year Man, and stuff what, like that. So, what else? Like, does he need more enticement? Is that what he needs? Is that what PSC needs? Come on, bro. I told you, like, if you could recall, I told you for Kylian Mbappé to come to Real Madrid, he has to become a footballer again. Right now, he's something else. What is he? I don't know. But for him to, because, like, there is player power and there is the stupid thing that is happening at Paris and with Kylian Mbappe. Like, this is something else. I mean, this is just something else, you understand. So, like, for him to come to us or to even go to any club for that match than in Paris, trust me, not even Chelsea or Newcastle are going to give this to this bullshit that he's doing. Yeah, honestly. So, for him to, you know, go to another team, he has to become a player again. Right now, he's something else. He has to become a football player again. So, whatever you see happening with Kylian Mbappe and Paris, just you know, fuck that. Like, forget about it. It's already important because they also don't know what they're doing there. Fair enough, man. All right. Uh,
0: I guess we've uh, gone beyond our allotted time for Mbappe for this episode. Until next episode. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, so Jagog, he's uh, in the comments. He's saying, Haaland is not coming to Madrid, I guess. You're an EPL fan or a City fan, uh, but yeah.
1: Haaland is not coming to Madrid? How yeah. much
0: is he willing to bet? Let's see, let's see.
1: I mean, how would is Haaland? Is just those eating think Haaland is going to die in Manchester City or what? Definitely not.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he's going to come eventually. Or we might he might be open to joining other clubs let's see all right man i mean let's just uh, kind of wrap things up with the lineup and the predictions uh so yeah you can start with the goalie um uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Kepa de khipa. laughs> i mean hassan uh, is in the chat he says uh Lunin, and Lunen is my number two and it's not kepa. Uh, I feel like uh, Ancelotti's comments are pretty damning, even though I kind of want to see Lonin get another chance. Um, I think it's going to be Kepa this game. Especially with that tiny, tiny mistake
1: uh,
0: again, which could have been saved, but yeah, let's see.
1: I I, I totally agree with you. I think in goal, it's Kepa. I don't think, you know. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's it's gonna be another But I mean, Carlo might just pull a curveball on us and you know, go with go with, you know, mm-hmm. But the thing is that if there's anything we know Carlo is a man of uh, if he says something, he's a man of his word unless you know something drastic happens behind the scenes. So since he's mentioned that, you know, mm-hmm. will most likely be starting, it means he'll most likely be starting unless you know something dramatic happens. All right.
0: Uh Jagog actually came out, uh, came back. Uh, he says Haaland is not going to leave a treble winning team guys anytime soon. So do you believe this narrative like we know this guy wants to win it all all the time. He's very motivated. He wants to be on top of the scoring charts all the time every season until he retires. Do you feel him leaving Man City and coming to a team like Madrid or maybe even Bayern is going to hamper his chances of doing that?
1: No, definitely not. I mean, he's trading Man City for Real Madrid or for Bayern Munich. For... The thing is that players will leave because why they believe they've achieved everything achievable with a certain team. Huh, okay, what now happens is that. Let's not forget about, you know, the fact that Haaland is not English. If this yeah. was Harry Kane we are talking about, i will be like, nah, he's never going to leave, you understand. Haaland is not English. You know, he wasn't brought up in Man City Academy or shit like that, that he will feel like there's a sentimental reason to say, no. He's gone, they won the treble. He's done what they've never done before, win the Champions League. They literally bought him as a hired mercenary to win the Champions League. He has done his job and he more than did his job. So he's done. What else is there to achieve to win the treble again? Okay, he's going to win it again in two years. And then what? He's going to leave. That's why I mentioned like the point is I think Pep is also in 25. In 2020. I think Pep's contract runs in 2025 unless he renews it which I think he said he's not going to do. I think he said that's going to be his last. But then he might renew. I'm not exactly sure. Unless Pep renews I feel like in 2025 like Haaland has you know there is a chance there to, you know, be like, okay, like, this is the end of a cycle, I'm gonna, you know, try something new. But that's, uh, the point is, I think that's the counter, it's a counter argument that you want the treble is gonna allow him not to leave. No, I think rather winning the treble will will say that, okay, like, I am, I've come here, I have done everything that's required of me, next challenge. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, you know, boredom sets fast once you win it all multiple times, and you have nothing else to prove in a certain country, so... Yes, have to switch countries at that point. <sighs> All right. Uh, with that, I guess um, we talked about. Okay, so our starters is going to be uh, Keppa for the goalkeeper. Who's, uh, we, do, I guess, we don't have we don't have any choice for our backup and back four. Right, it's going to be hall uh, and uh, Fran Garcia as the backs, Rudiger
1: and Alaba as the center backs.
0: And yeah, sorry. I mean, as
1: you said, there is nothing to debate mm-hmm. there. So, Alaba and Rudiga, there is no other alternative except if you're going to play Nacho. And then like with Carvajal as well, I'm not too sure. Maybe Lucas Vasquez brings a surprise on us, but I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. Well, uh, but there is nothing too much to debate there. I don't know, like, how was uh, Rudiga's performance in the last game because I didn't watch the game. So, I don't know what did you make of it.
0: I so, feel like the back backline as a whole, uh, they had a good performance when not in transition. In transition, we looked vulnerable, we looked open. The team didn't really know what they were supposed to do. A lot of them were higher up the pitch. and Sometimes Rudiger was playing in the left centre-back position in transition. Alaba was playing right back right at one point. It was a mess, kind of, uh, in transition. So we need to figure that part out. I feel like once you do that, these guys can have a very solid partnership.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean... Hopefully, fingers crossed. I hope they, 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 you know, they, they figure it out as well. But then, you know, I'm also looking for a Taiwanese wife, so I just need to figure that out eventually, so I will get married. So you know, the <laughs> point is, it's, 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 it's a very, very, you know, bleak thing there. So uh, will you, will they figure it out? Will I figure it out? It's a 50-50 thing. you are we most likely both won't figure it out. But then it's fine. So yeah. that's how it is. Chaos and chaos. Yeah, I man. I,
0: I trust this uh, guy Rodiger. I feel like he can make it work with Alan Omi. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's see, man. I mean, uh, uh, I feel like you know, he his partnership with Militao was a more chaotic one. I feel like with Alaba, there's a sense of you know, uh, direction and at least less you know madness there. So let's create yeah.
0: something. I feel it's like there's of something. Uh, having Rodiger and uh, Militao as the center packs. It's gotta be the like the most chaotic uh, backline that I can imagine in my life yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. okay moving on uh let's go to the midfield I guess we have it set I guess uh our starting lineups are set like except for the goalkeeper part everything else is taken for granted right now at least.
1: I mean that's the thing. Like we have four uh, four midfielders, and I want to believe that at least we will continue that partnership, so we can you know see what you know that 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 diamond for you know like that, those four players. I think we should see Kamavinga back in the team and Cruz dropping to the bench yeah. because at least the reason why the uh, Kamavinga didn't start the last game was because of a muscle or a fatigue or whatever they called it. So something like that. So I believe now he's back to full fitness. So I will you know be thinking that he's going to be back to the bench, and we're going to see the mutual portrait of you know Berlin Ham. Um, um <clears> got <throat> and you know Fede. So I think that's that's what's gonna be because the point is we need consistency for these guys. We need these guys to keep playing over and over and over so they can understand and build synergy between themselves. Yeah. So I think this is something really, really important. So for now, and I also personally would not want to break that to break that quarter. And the good thing about it is that they're all young. Okay, yeah, we know Fede is 25 or 26 or whatever. So but they're still, you know, they're still all in those in that young category, at least compared to Modric and Cruz, you know. So they're still all <laughs> young, so... Uh, I mean, com- they can, they comparing... Comparing youngness to Mortis and is like... <laughs> it's not... It's not <laughs>
0: something we should be doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... You have a very valid point there as well. You know, comparing you to those guys doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I mean... I just, you know, want them to continue doing their team. So at yep. least... Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, they can get used to each other and they can understand better, you know, the, 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 the position positional play of each other. So, that way, you know, they can build on from there and eventually during the season, you know, we can always uh, shuffle around with Kroos, Modric, and danis Ceballos when he gets back to full fitness.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, Kamavinga is going to win his uh, plays back. He's going to play again. Um, although, uh, Mod had a good showing when he came on, I think, last game. Let's see. I mean, these guys right now, they're riding the bench, but yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, uh, again, for the front line, it's going to be Vini and Rodrigo. But I'm interested to see like, uh, who are your like, de facto attacking players we bring on when we actually need a goal.
1: <laughs> That's an interesting one, Jose Lufo and the fact that he's at least a striker. <laughs> <laughs> Osilo because at least he's a striker, you know, and uh, what's he called uh, actually, yes. I saw a very like really good move from Ibrahim last game. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he couldn't finish it. But that would have been a you know fantastic finish, actually. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, the person to bring on is always going to be you know Osilo and obviously, like you know, you want to bring in a player like you as well because they have the ability to unlock stuff, you know. So yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, my my two subs were most like at least for now. Because we literally don't have anyone else, it's gonna be uh Osilu and uh, also bring on Luka Modric. and with the addition of what's he called, uh Lucas Vasquez for Danny Carvajal. Because I kind of feel like Vasquez on his day actually has a very good cross in him. So if you're in Osilo as a target man, I think it would make a lot of sense to also try to, you know, get some really good crosses in because Carval Carvajal might be tired by then and you know, the fresh legs and you know, the fresh mind of 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 Lucas Vasquez will allow for more bombardment of crosses and eventually a chance for Lucien here and there.
0: Definitely. Yeah, but I guess that's the. Uh, I was thinking uh, that we can argue for the fact that we should be bringing Cruz on instead of Modric when we actually need a goal because he seems to have a good connection with Bellingham, at least more than Modric, from what I can see.
1: Hmm. Well, I, see. Well, I can't really make a on that honestly i'm not too sure about the stuff i'm not too sure about that I say that's the thing that i said honestly like for me right now like when you ask me anything about the club the style of or anything i really have zero idea honestly you know and it's gonna be unfair to you know make claims that are bogus or like none there so that's why i prefer like let me watch five ten games and let me develop my own understanding then it will be more fair to make comments on you know what is happening or what is not happening
0: yeah, it's not just you, far I mean, I don't think even the players know what they're going to do for the next game. How they're going to score the goals? Uh, we
1: are figuring, they're figuring it out as they go as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. our uh, people in the chat. Let's don't forget. Like, I mean, we had the uh, city guy. You know, I don't know if he's still here. So like, you know, uh, we have the whole Instagram, uh, best. Podcasts, that's the name of the competition. Best best
0: international
1: podcast. Yeah, the best international podcast going on. So, like, uh, we have the links to the Instagram posts in the comments. I think it's two of them, best international podcast and best football content. Uh, So, we have the links to both below. So, just please uh, tag us in the chat at Let's Be Real 1902. Uh, Just tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend of a friend. I stated earlier, like, you know, this is something we just do for fun, like, as, you know, uh, passion, a passionate side hustle, you know. I don't know if you call something that doesn't pay you a hustle, but then, anyways, I think it it, it pays our it, it pays our soul in the satisfaction <laughs> and the pleasure we get. <laughs> you know, so and that and that and that's you know that's our side hustle. You know, so yeah, I mean, you know, some people have side hustle of having side chicks. You know, our own side hustle is to have you know a podcast on the side that you know uh, satisfies and you know pleasures in 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 some ways at least. You know. So uh it's 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 gonna be really great, you know, if we can be, you know, recognized and, and you know, for 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 this honesty. And yeah. Just again, the links are in the in the description below, you know, uh best international category, best football content, just click on the links, tag us at Let's nineteen oh two, and just tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and friend or friends, you know, family members, even enemies if possible, you know. We just need the tag, that's all, you know. And that's that's just it.
0: Enemies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I guess you can wrap it up then. Uh we've talked about everything under the sun that can be talked about right now. So what are your predictions gonna be, for Is it gonna be an easy win?
1: Uh i I said earlier, I think it's gonna be like uh, a low scoring win in oh I don't know if you call it two zero 0 low scoring win, but I think we're gonna to win too you near. Know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Just for the sake. Okay. Tonil is a good shot, man. Uh, to be, Because our defense has been looking solid. Like if if Kappa's going to start and let's assume he has a really good performance, I uh, feel like we can still keep the clean sheet definitely. But uh, just for the sake that um, whenever these former Real Madrid players or like these managers they come in, um, they always have a moment to outshine. So I feel like Benitez is going to have that moment. He's going to take the lead early on. So I feel like Maybe, uh, again, a 3-1. That's what I'm going to predict. Uh, I feel like we're still... got Even though we don't know how to actually score the goals, we're still going to score the goals somehow because... Finnery, that's how, right? yeah. yeah, that's how brilliant these players are. That's how brilliant Jude Bellingham is uh, right now. So,
1: a 3-1. Oh, well, that's, wow. That's, that's, that's a good shot, actually. But I was thinking of a more, you know... Low-end scoring game, but yeah, three-one is a good shot as well. But then that's you know backs up the whole stat you brought up earlier, you know, like with the high-scoring games always. So it's mm-hmm. gonna be four games, in, four goals in the game as well. So, yeah, man, I mean that's that's more than fine as, well, as long as the boys get the job done. You know, in the last three games before you know we, first, <laughs> we finally play our first game of the season. So yeah, you know that's 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 the important part of things. Yeah,
0: Hassan has a good point, Faruk. Uh, you're gonna have to answer yeah. this. He says uh, Farouk can believe in Kepa clean sheet, clean sheet, but Jude has in one more. Hmm. Farouk's ball knowledge maybe on front, watch.
1: I mean, it's 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 not about believing in Kepa's clean sheet per se, but it's about believing in the lack of firepower from 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 Celta actually right now, you know. And I just kind of believe that you know, like with you know the amount of bodies we have around, you know, with the diamond, it kind of gives more shields to them. And as I said, like you know. Kepa obviously like has moments of lapses and you know, not the perfect person, but I still believe that he's a decent stopper. So I think, I mean, if he can, not <laughs> I mean, if every shot on target is a goal, then I, I, he might as well keep, you know, stop being a goalkeeper eventually and change his name from Kepa to, I don't know, scorer or whatever, scorer upon or whatever it is, you know, receiver maybe Kepa from keeper to receiver, you know, maybe that might be, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's not about Jude not winning me over. It's about, that's not the point I'm making. You know, like I let my words not get twisted. You know, let me set the circle straight. Uh, I said, Jude is the X Factor. Vin is the X Factor. Rodrigo can become an X Factor. But how do you create synergy between these three X Factors? You might have a fantastic player in a team, you know, but it doesn't work out or it might work out. We don't know. It's just new. So what I'm just saying is that after two games, I'm not going to start riding any hype train yet. I need to see when people actually make shit happen, when so it matters the most. That's what I want. Like, I mean, I'm not paying 100 million. Me- I mean, and we're not fucking Chelsea who's going to pay 100 million for someone that's going to, I don't know, whatever, whatever I do. So, it's, it's I mean, I mean it's going to take a stupid person to actually point out that Jude Belenam, st- he's not a good player. Like, he's a fantastic player, right? you know, because the world, actually, you know, world-class gets thrown around a lot. But I think Jude Belenam, is a world-class player, you know, and has the potential to be a generational challenge for Real Madrid, you know. So, but the point is, I just feel like right now, like, I'm not going to go over the board and be like, yeah, he's the next coming of Zian or something like that. Mm. Speaking of generational players,
0: <clears throat> you want to hear Rashik's prediction? Okay. So he's, he predicts a 3-2 and it's going to be a Jose Lu hat-trick on Friday.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> God, I love Ashik, man. Honestly, I love him, man. He, you know, he he adds he adds you know spice to our to our to, to our episodes, man. Honestly, I mean, fuck, Ashik. If that happens, man, like honestly, I'm gonna buy you a jersey of Osilu and ship it to your address. Honestly, wow. jokes apart, I am saying this here right now. He scores a hat trick. Even it doesn't matter what the goal, whatever. Even if we lose or we win, whatever. Like if Osilu scores a hat trick, you got a jersey, my friend. One hundred percent. You can hold me to this. It's recorded live on, you know, I would send you a jersey 100%. First kit, second kit, third kit, whichever you want, with toss on the back of it. 100%. Is the kit going to be made in Milan or somewhere else? Nah, it's going to be directly from the Real Madrid website. Oh, okay. Nice.
0: There you go, Ashik. Man,
1: what do you think, man? Do you, do you think we roll in fake jerseys now, nah, man? We go with the <laughs> authentic stuff, man. All right, all right. All uh, right. <laughs> but then it's not gonna happen, so Ashik also shouldn't get his hopes.
0: <laughs> the chances
1: yeah. of Osiru getting the hat trick is, I don't know.
0: For Ashik's sake, I hope that happens, uh, And I want to really see that happen too. Uh, would be a nice chance. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess we can wrap it up uh, here. So. Thank you for staying here in the chat. All of you guys, Harshik Rajat and Hasan, We had a new person from Man City Fan as well, Jagog. So, and Sunir as well, he was in the chat constantly. Uh, so thank you for your guys' uh, time. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up, but before you go, please so make sure that you hit the like button. And if you haven't subscribed before, please hit the subscribe button as well. And we have some awesome content going on in Instagram. We might be, be bringing you new reels and content from live from the Bernabeu, from the Sociedad game as well. So stay tuned for that. And so you need to be following insta- our Instagrams uh, and follow our partners over at Real Madrid Committee for some awesome Real Madrid content. And uh, you can also catch all of our podcasts on Spotify and all of the other audio platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So, yeah, without further ado, Father, you know what to say. Before I say my thing,
1: don't oh. forget to vote for us.
0: Uh, the links yeah. below
1: in the description. Let's be real, 1902. Tell people to tell people to tell people. And with that, I shine out by saying, "Hala Madrid!" Hala Madrid.